What does it mean to play in a game like Dungeons and Dragons? How do you get started and what on earth is a character? If you say My name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue. Hello, rescuers. This week, I want to get back to the core mission of Roleplay Rescue, namely to encourage the lapsed tabletop roleplaying gamer to come back to the table. It's amazing what a night of insomnia does for the creative juices, and this topic has been yelling at me since about midnight to get recorded. So here we go. When I say the lapsed tabletop role-playing gamer, I guess I'm also talking about the curious tabletop role-playing gamer because this episode is just as useful for a newbie as it would be someone who played back in the day. One quick thing to say is that I have a truckload of call-ins to share and I do intend to throw together a bonus episode in the coming days to share some of those with you. But given that this episode is the first of a new sequence that I'm going to label Beginnings, I want to keep these short and practical episodes free from community calls and distractions. And this will probably be, well, as tight as I can make it and to the point. This is Beginnings Episode 1, Creating Character. Let's dive in. I've been role-playing for upwards of 40 years. Like most gamers... I started out playing at the table of a good friend and things kind of developed from there. It was a combination of my inherent desire to create combined with expediency that led me to the habit of being the referee, world builder and game master. I didn't plan to go there and I certainly didn't start there. So it seems to me that to expect a newly returning potential gamer to turn up and be the referee, world builder and game master, that's a big ask. Too much, in my opinion. The first step back to the table involves becoming a player. And to become a player, you need to create a character. This episode is all about the approaches you might take to do just that. Attentive listeners will already be wondering why I use the phrase creating character. What do I mean by character? And also, what do I mean when I say that we create one? Role-playing games are games in which you take on the role of an alter ego who exists within an imagined world. In other words, you're going to pretend to be someone else in a made-up situation. This alter ego is usually referred to as a player character, shortened generally in gamer speak to simply character. It is your job as a player to make decisions in the role of your character within the context of the situations your game master presents to you. As a player, you have two basic things to do when you play. Firstly, you get to ask questions, and secondly, you get to make decisions. That is the essence of playing the role, what I call role-playing, 
asking questions of the game master and declaring actions in the role of your character. What do I mean asking questions? Well, imagine I tell you that your character is standing at the top of a long curving set of stone stairs, much like the kind you'd find in an old castle. You look down and you see it's dark below, but you can hear scratching sounds. What questions come to mind? What do you want to ask me? Those are the kinds of questions that I'm talking about. These are clarifying questions. They are questions designed to pull more details from the Game Master to help you make a fully informed decision. There are no bad questions, there's just what you want to ask. Do you want to know what you can hear, what you can smell? Do you want to know how the stone feels as you put your hand on it? Whatever the questions, those are the first thing that you need to do. When it comes to declaring actions, you need to communicate three things to the Game Master because once the Game Master has these three things, they will put on their referee hat and adjudicate the outcome of that action. Sometimes they will ask you to test some ability, traditionally using some kind of dice roll, but the Game Master can't be a good referee without three bits of information. The first thing you need to state is what your character is going to do. The next thing is that you need to make it clear what they are intending to achieve. And finally, you must tell the Game Master how they're doing the thing you want to do. For example, let's say you want to climb down those stairs. You would tell the GM, I'm going to head down the stairs. I want to see what's down there and I'm going to walk cautiously and as quietly as I can. By the way, while I did that in first person, it's perfectly reasonable to do it in third person, such as Marcus is going to head down the stairs. He wants to see what's down there, and he's going to walk cautiously and as quietly as he can. Alternatives exist. You could say, I'm going to run down the stairs to get to the bottom as quickly as I can. That probably covers all three of the things you need to cover, doesn't it? But let's just check. What are you doing? Running down the stairs. What's the intent? To get to the bottom. What's the method? Running as quickly as I can. Both examples would be adjudicated by the referee differently. If there was a trap on the stairs, the second version is probably going to set it off. Ouch. The first option might get a chance to notice the trap before it triggers, especially if your character has some ability or experience with noticing deadly traps. I hope that you can see the importance of how you inform the GM of your actions. State what you are doing so the GM knows that you are active. State the intent so the GM knows what you are trying to achieve. State the method so that the GM can adjudicate the probability of the desired outcome happening based on the method you gave. Easy. Except you'd be amazed at how few players do these things. Here are some examples of failing to declare actions adequately. I walk down the stairs. Marcus hits the orc. I will attack him. I climb the wall. I look around. What is your poor game master supposed to do with those? If they're any good, they're going to fire back questions. How are you walking down the stairs? Are you trying to reach the bottom or will you stop at a landing? How do you hit the orc? Are you using a weapon or your fist and are you trying to kill it or merely get its attention? You attack him. Who is it that you are attacking? How? I assume you want to kill him? 
How are you climbing the wall? Using a rope? Bare hands? Are you trying to reach the top or are you climbing up part way to use the wall as cover? You look around for what? What are you looking for? How hard are you looking? And how much time are you taking? I hope you get my point. Your first job is to ask questions to clarify the situation so that you can do your second job. Declare your actions, stating what you want to do, what you are trying to achieve and how you are going about doing it. Easy, but before you can do any of that, you will need to actually create a character. What do I mean by create? Well, simply you're going to take two steps. First, you're going to imagine a character to insert into the Game Master's world. And secondly, you're going to use the rules of the game to quantify that character's capabilities within the context of the game you are playing. The second part can get pretty complicated, but it's made all the harder if you don't do the first step first. Again, that sounds simple, but you'd be amazed at how many players skip the first step and grab for the rulebook straight away. So let's talk a little bit about method. There are three basic methods of creating a character. You can give the game master a concept, the idea that you imagined in the first step of creating a character, and then ask the GM to build that character for you using the rules. This is highly recommended for the beginner with any game world and set of rules. Why? Because you can focus on the role you want to play and offload the hard work of learning the rules of the game until later when you have some gameplay under your belt. What's the downside? You have very little control over the capabilities of your character. You're going to have to trust your GM to get it right. Option two would be to come up with the barest of concepts and then use the game rules to randomly generate a character for you. This is the original way in which Dungeons & Dragons got people playing back in 1974. It's also ideal for open table games where you are dropping into a game and might never play with those people again. It's also great for quickly getting into the game when you don't much care about imagining the character you want to play. Random generation offers a unique experience. You discover who your character is through playing the game. It's how I learned to play with older game systems like Traveller for my science fiction play and the aforementioned Dungeons & Dragons for my fantasy hit. It's the default in many classic games, including the current version of Dungeons & Dragons. What's the downside? You have to live with what you generate randomly using dice or whatever tools the game offers. Some games allow some shaping in the outcomes, but not always. Option three is to design the character you want to play using the building blocks that the game rules you are using offer. Often this involves having some character points to spend and buying the capabilities that you want within some boundaries. For example, my game of choice is GURPS and I give my players 50 character points to spend. They have to choose a template, a collection of abilities that define a broad profession in my fantasy world, and then they can fiddle around with the leftover points to custom build their concept. It gives a high degree of control to the player. What's the downside? It takes longer, a lot longer usually, to build a character. It also needs you to learn the rules of the game much more completely. If you are new, I'd recommend option one, get the GM to build it for you the first time out. So, 
pick a method, give the game master a concept and let them do it for you, or randomly generate a character, or custom build a character using the rules. Be aware that not all of these options are available from every game master. Some GMs don't like building characters for you because, well, it's a lot of work. Other GMs might not like random generation or points build systems. In my view, a decent GM will offer all three, but it took me 40 years to figure that out myself. And, well, it's kind of in my interest as a GM to offer all three approaches, but not everybody feels the same way. That means for some games, like my beloved GURPS, I personally have had to discover a means to randomly generate characters. Other games don't have points by options. I believe that part of the success of Dungeons & Dragons is that it currently offers a variety of methods that cover all three of those bases. Anyway, coming back to concept, keep it simple. Pick a broad archetype, a stereotype, or a function within the group. Think about what you want to do when you play the game. Remember that you are creating a character to work within a team as well, so be a team player. Moody loners are fun in movies and novels, but they absolutely suck in role-playing games. Imagine what you want your character to do in most sessions and sort of take it from there. If you like martial combat and fighting, for example, well, pick a warrior type. Tell the GM what kinds of weapons you imagine using. Deck the character in armour, give them a name, create from there. Make decisions during creation that help realise that imagined warrior. If you like sneaking around, say so. Build that character. If you like magic, again, say so. If you enjoy moral dilemmas, investigation, being a merchant, whatever it is, say so. Tell the GM and then create the character you want to play. To finish, I want to briefly touch on matters of etiquette at the gaming table. For this, I'm grateful to Evil Jeff. Evil Jeff has his own podcast called Minions and Musings, and you should check it out on Anchor. But anyway, Evil Jeff had shared with me a rediscovered gem from 1991, namely Adam's Rules of Gaming Etiquette by Adam Dre. Quote, Players should show appreciation for the Game Master's efforts and for the efforts of the other players. Players should also be willing to be polite and give constructive criticism to the Game Master after the game is over, so that he or she will know what he is doing right or wrong. And also, quote, Players should give the Game Master their full attention, even when their characters are not involved. Unrelated discussions should be kept away from the gaming table. Playing Yahtzee or rattling dice while the Game Master is busy with another player is considered very rude. End quote. In modern terms... Put your phone away during play. Focus on the play at all times. For my money, this includes during character creation. If you are one-on-one with the Game Master, then focus and build a character with them, or simply give them the concept and leave them to it. If you don't care about the specifics of character capability within the game rules, that is okay. Just say so and ask the GM to do it for you. They will either help you out or tell you no. And if it's the latter... Well, honestly, you can always find another GM who will help out a new player. Don't wrestle with the rules until you want to. Some players never learn the rules, and that's okay, because it's not the player's job to know the rules. It's your job to ask questions and to declare actions in the game, to play your role. If you are creating characters in a group, however, then you need to focus. Listen to at least everyone else's concepts and ask yourself... 
how can I mold my own concept into the direction the group is taking? For example, if you want to play a warrior and all the other players are playing courtiers, maybe you could be their bodyguard. If you want the wizard and everyone else is playing spice traders, well, perhaps they could do with an alchemist? The possibilities are endless, and if you are stuck, I'd suggest asking the group for suggestions. Just remember, you are going to play this character probably for a while, so you need to want to play that character. If you don't like an idea, say so. Your enjoyment of the game is as important as everyone else's. And that's my quick guide to getting started with playing. To recap, you have two jobs. Play the role of a character by asking questions and declaring actions. There are no bad questions. Just remember to say what you want to do, what you are trying to achieve, and how you're going about it when you declare an action. When you create a character, imagine a broad concept and then choose a method. Let the GM build it, randomly generate it, or build it for yourself using the rules. And that's it. I hope that is of some use to someone. Game on. I hope you enjoyed episode one of Beginnings here on Roleplay Rescue. Thank you very, very much for listening. Because we're an anchor podcast, you can drop me a voice message if you have any comments or questions. You could either go to the show notes and hit the message link, or you could download the anchor app, search for Roleplay Rescue and press the message button. Or if you don't fancy a message, then you can email me through hello at rpgrescue.com. If you enjoyed listening, please consider sharing the episode on social media. And on that note, I'm just going to bid you adieu. I hope you found this useful, and I hope that you'll come and listen again soon. I'm Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. See you again on the flip side. Game on.